Dr. George Grant is in the studio. That's all you need to say. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Sunday special. Of course, Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy, and Dr. Grant is which in the camera, studio. Which camera did you look at? All of them. <laughs> I was looking at you. You just kept it this little. Toby does a scan thing. It's all dark in there. I can't see anything. Hey, make sure you guys subscribe to our magazine. It's coming oh. out. The first issue is coming out March 1st. That's March 1st. So make sure you just subscribe before March 1st so you get the magazine. You know what? This uh, is really, the magazine is so important right now. It really is. It is With it everything is cancel being canceled. Proof. It is yep. cancel proof. And it's low tech, but it's high Unless value. Unless the USPS uh, cancels us, oh, yeah. which is kind of hard for them to do, then we can't mail it to you. It's, it's so important to get Yeah, it's pretty hard. So make sure you guys subscribe to that. We're excited. This issue that's coming out is going to be on laughter. Uh, and kind of in preparation for Easter also. So Francis Fukushan is going to have actually Easter recipe in there Ooh. talking about it and everything. Cause Easter, cause Easter oh, yeah. is the, is the, yeah. is the great cosmic joke. On yeah. all evil. That's right. It's it's the point at which God's it laughter. It is the laughter if, of heaven. It is. It is. Amen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. And then, of course, we're going to be in... Ah. <laughs> we're going to be Where Rapid City. Rapid City, South Dakota, I'm April 29th. 30th and 1st. we still got a couple uh, headliners that we haven't announced yet. That's oh, right. Yeah. We're excited Love God, sing psalms, defy tyrants. Join us with Governor Christy Nome, the only governor in the union to read the Constitution. Free. Yep, free. Lastly, DeafWire. Make sure you guys go to DeafWire.com. We're actually channeling all our news articles that we kind of read throughout the week to DeafWire.com. So it's a great place to go. And it's kind of our aggregator uh, for you and everything. D-E-F-T. Uh, deft. What, is, what does deft mean? It means it means skillful. Let's, let's ask the doctor. Ooh, what does deft mean? That's it good. means agile. Sounds mm. like my basketball it game. Means agile. <laughs> oh now, come on! Wow. Hey, we also want to give a shout out to the, a new church plant in Leavenworth, Kansas, Christ Church, Leavenworth, Ooh. Kansas. Um, if it. you're anywhere, I don't know where Leavenworth, Kansas is, but you have a map. You can check it out. If you're looking for a good church, uh, we know Daniel Spratt. He's one of the guys that's uh, helping Starting start that it, yep. church. Yep. He's uh, good people. Him and his out. wife and kids are great people. And it's called, Love you guys. And you can follow them at Reforming Leavenworth, Leavenworth yes. on Gab and the Twitters and, and things. I know for sure Definitely Twitter. For Facebook, yeah. too. Also, yeah, we want to give a shout-out to Antioch Classical. Antiochclassical.org. Check them out. They're in – oh, no, I didn't – Practice this beforehand. Chikasha. I'm going with Chikasha, Oklahoma. It's all right. It's Oklahoma, so you can pronounce it however you want. Chikasha. Check them out. Antiochclassical.org. Um, classical Christian it's a school Texas joke. there. It is. I was born in Muskogee, bro. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. What'd you Muskogee. say? I was Are you born speaking in, in tongues again? Yeah, okay. You an Oki? Yeah, I'm buttoning this real I just, quick. I just now found out you an Oki. Let's go. Uh, okay, bro. After the show. Let's it's do this show. It's been four years and we don't know this. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Muskogee, Oklahoma. Man, it's our Red River. <laughs> I control your microphone. I don't know if you know that. I control your microphone. He's got buttons. Uh, he can well, cancel you. It's our Red River. That's all I got to say. Better believe it. You know, I got, uh, I'm not going to go there. Save so, it. so there is an app for everything, right? There is. There's an app for everything. Like the Fight, Laugh, Feast app. Oh, that's right. You can sign that's in. That's right. That. <laughs> is it on your phone, Dr. Grant? It is on my phone. Look at that. And it's that's where great. you'll be able to catch George Grant's new podcast. Uh, he's the, coming on, on, he's the coming the on the network. Feast network. That wasn't part of my news segment, so he kind of messed up my segue a little okay. bit. Okay, try it again. You're, There's an app for that. There's an app for everything. What kind of app for <laughs> what? <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, the coronavirus, you know, that, that thing that's been never going heard around. of her. Is that still never, real? Never heard of her. It's still, I don't know. We never know if it's really real. Biden's president now. I thought it was all yeah. over. Well, I'm going to get there in a second. But okay. they built in China, they've developed an app that kind of uh, feeds your certificate of vaccination oh. to other apps. And so, like, oh. your ride sharing app. Oh. And, and so, when you go into a ride share, you got that, 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 um, uh, a certificate gets fed to the ride sharing app, and they now know uh, that you're, if you have been vaccinated. vaccinated. So any public place you go, you mm. have to show your app uh-huh. and show your certificate. Well, on they're that communists. App. I know, well, it, and so the but U.S. But you know, Clear is working on the same thing for the U.S. Clear, yes, they're working mm-hmm. with the NBA, and mm-hmm. oh, of course, yeah, yeah. T- Ticketmaster's communist too. Ticketmaster's talked about this, but what's crazy about China is they actually are feeding other apps. Yeah, so the way that. theirs is connected, it makes right. sure that it goes to all the other apps that you use. You right. think there's any security issues there? Any uh, privacy no, concerns? No, any yeah. privacy no, concerns there? No. <laughs> so they're working on that. But here in the U.S., what's amazing, we might not need the app. No. Because what's amazing is, is you'll look that the infection rates have plummeted about 30% since, look at that date, about January 20th. It's a Biden miracle. You see that January 20th date? Yeah. Everything kind of peaks, and then since then it's plummeted thirty yeah. percent. And you and you look; it's the last date is February second. The the map's a little uh, jumbled at the bottom. A few days out, but it's February second. Yeah, and you look; you kind of trace that line back to about November, you know, fourth. Okay, where it kind of equals okay. uh, the same data, and back in November fourth, election day. Yep, and that's where we're at now. We're back to November numbers. Okay, and so it you kind of see where it peaks, but then you kind of really see about really. About February twentieth is where it kind of peaked. You can kind of again the maps jumbled. About February fifteenth, February twentieth is where it kind of peaked in the data, and so now we're thirty percent down. Mean, I think you mean January. January. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank here's you. the great news: yep. there is no flu. The coronavirus <laughs> has destroyed flu season. Obliterated. Yeah, I've noticed that the numbers are are actually zero zero for flu, and everything is coronavirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah, we have a quarter million people who typically die every year from flu. Right. None. This year, right. zero, and it's zero. amazing because I should, I should have had that chart up here. I should have, I should have had that a, chart. It's a, it's a miracle. It well, is. Well, now it looks like you can politicize the flu too, though. If they can continue to do this, right. Right, if they can do this with the coronavirus, what other sickness can they politicize and manipulate you with? Well, here's here's the great one: the uh, climate czars are talking about possible lockdowns. For for what? I guess if it gets too hot, oh, too cold, oh, why not? Too much rain, right? Why not? Really? Something. Have they really said? Well, so, I saw, oh I saw some. I saw yeah, there's some, an article in the London Spectator uh, today okay. about the possibility of climate lockdowns. lockdowns. Wow! I, I saw that they actually noticed that some temperatures rose during um, the lockdowns yeah. because they, the air was cleaner. And they speculate that it was because that the air was cleaner, less particulate in the air, less uh, you know deflection of the sun's rays, so it was actually warmer because people were not out. But haven't they been selling us that we need to make the air cleaner so global warming will stop? Hey, Gabe, stop asking whoa, questions dude. like that. Hey, Dr. Grant, I do want to ask you, though, you know, you, you brought up the um, the czar. I, what about the reality czar? Have you, have you, heard, about, about have, have you heard about I, that? Have you heard about that I've applied. <laughs> If you're going to be the reality czar, I'm totally for it. No, 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 no. Just remember, remember the next reality czar after Dr. Grant. Then is we not have a problem. So That's great. true. You're so true. Remember yeah. president. That's you're right. Let's you're right. Let's not set the president. You're right. You're right. That's hilarious. But as that's become an option now, what kind of place do you think that's going to take us to? Well, first of all, the the great thing is is that nothing so far that Biden has done has been law. Right. 
Yeah. It's, it's all been orders. Executive yeah. orders. That's and right. So the creation of these kinds of things can be just as easily reversed. Okay. And so it, it really is a, a kind of madness. Right. Uh, obviously. But the, the truth is, is that stuff like that doesn't have to affect us on the ground in our callings every day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worrisome in, in a sense. But what happens in Washington really doesn't change mm. what mm-hmm. happens at my house and in my neighborhood if I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At a local did, level. Did you so. see uh, North Dakota, and I think South Dakota has a version of this where there's a bill being put forward that uh, they don't, uh, basically any of uh, Biden's executive orders, that they won't follow. So the bill's just basically They're not saying, constitutional or something that's like that. That's right, yeah. On it. Yeah, yeah and, there are two great, great tools that the Constitution gives us that we hardly ever use. One is magistratal interpositionalism, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing. They're you know lesser this, magistrates, lesser doctrine magistrate, of lesser magistrates. Mm-hmm. Is just saying that's that's not constitutional. We're not enforcing it. Right. Yeah. And the other is jury nullification. Right. That's where the jury says not only are we acquitting this defendant, but we're saying that the law itself mm. was a violation of law. Yeah. So you, when you go to court, it's both the law and the defendant yep. who are on trial. On trial. So jury nullification, the jury can say, sorry, no, that law right. is inappropriate. So if a jury says that law is inappropriate or not legal or not right, does that law just go off the books then when the jury does that? How it does- doesn't. It doesn't. But what it does is it sets a precedent That's what I was thinking. for yeah. someone to then repeal, know, the, repeal, law. The, repeal law. Okay. the law. Right. Okay. And it's at least... It's not supposed to just do that. Mm-hmm. But we've also had – we've seen the opposite happen sometimes where – Absolutely. Like Roe versus Wade, for example, where you have a court ruling. Which that, is a violation of the Ninth Amendment of the Constitution, which says that there are certain rights right. that adhere to the people right. uh, that, uh, that, the, that the Constitution doesn't regulate and government cannot right. regulate. Right. That's interesting. Well, we don't really listen to that anymore. Do people read the Constitution? <laughs> I mean, hold, on, hold on, hold on. That what you just said let me meant check nothing. I've got a Constitution Wait, right here. No. Oh, oh, fire paper. How about oh, that? This is a fire study oh, yeah, It's in there. The Ninth Amendment's still there. Well, I, I think still there. One, of, one of the reasons why there's so much political angst right now in our society is because it's kind of all boiling up at the Fed level. Right. So if yeah, that's absolutely. You know, the relief valve for our political angst is actually states' rights. Absolutely. And even counties and cities. Yeah, and it, if, l- lesser magistrates. If really, governors yeah. and lesser magistrates will have the gumption. But, of course, part of the problem is is that the feds control the faucet uh-huh. for budgets. Right. Dollars. Right. Yeah. And if they cut off the flow of dollars to, say, the highway department <coughs> right. or, you know, whatever. Well, and right now. That's they, the pressure. Right now they keep pumping trillions and trillions of dollars, particularly into COVID stuff. Yeah. Right. Do you think that's making, that's keeping the states? That's incentivizing the states to shut to down. Shut well, that's, that's right. our own governor. Right. We have this in Idaho, right? Yeah. Now. Our own governor just rebuked the legislative branch because of the fact that they, they were saying, right. "Hey, we don't need the emergency funds." Our, yeah. Our representatives are in there. I think hopefully about to pass some le- um, resolutions ending all emergency orders in the right. state. Mm-hmm. Right. And our governor, Republican governor, so called. Is um, has rebuked the legislature, saying, "But if you do that, the money stops coming." I mean, he right. just said, "Right, he basically yes, yeah. exactly that's what he said. What said." The money will stop coming into Idaho. Do you really want to do that? But you know, the most insulting thing about that was that who sends the legislators there? I do. We do. Yeah. So who is he really talking to? Talking us. To He's like, "Shame on you guys." Yeah. He's rebuking us yeah. because of what we sent them there to do that exact Don't thing. Exactly. Don't you want free money? Exactly. <laughs> 
It's like, well, don't you want businesses to reopen? Don't you want no. industry right. to start? No, he wants that government cheese. <laughs> he wants that federal cheese. Exactly. Well, and that's what he's right. saying. We'll, so we'll stand in line. line. But yeah. South Dakota, yep. they rejected all of it. That's why we go into the rally. That's right. Yep. Well, so part of the problem here is our governor also in Idaho didn't really put up a fight. So we passed HB 500 which is legislation saying that men cannot play in women's sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah we passed that we, here. We, we passed that. that here. The governor signed it, kind of a token sign, and then our attorney general didn't fight it. It got challenged by LGBT firm. As you would expect. And, yeah, and our, L, and our AG just Buckled. flopped. Uh, I had to change my words. And so now Rand Paul is fighting with the uh, uh, education secretary that's up for nomination in about in, about this very yeah. topic. Yeah. To allow boys to compete in girls' sports, uh, if you're confirmed, will you enforce that Office of Civil Rights opinion? Hello, Senator. Uh, thank you for the question. I understand that there are a, a lot of concerns about that. Uh, it's it's if confirmed, it's my responsibility and my uh, privilege to make sure that we're following. Uh, civil rights of all students, and that includes uh, activities that they may engage in in high school or in athletics. What do you think in general about boys running in girls' track meets like they've been doing in Connecticut? I think that it's critically important that education systems and educators respect the rights of all students, including students who are transgender, um, and that they are afforded the opportunities that every other student has to uh, participate in extracurricular activity. Does it bother you that like the top 20% of boys running in track meets beat all of the girls in the state and that it, you know, would be, you know, completely destroy girls' athletics, that girls are being pushed out, um, they don't make the finals in the state meet, they don't get college scholarships, that it's really detrimental to girls' sports? Do you worry about having boys running girls' track meets? You know, I, I recognize and appreciate the concerns um, and the uh, frustrations that are expressed. <laughs> oh, as, so bad. As Commissioner of Education, have had conversations with families uh, who have felt the way you just described it and families of uh, students who are transgender. So I understand that this is a challenge. I look forward to working with you and others to Do you think it's fair to have boys running in the girls' track, mate? I think it's appropriate for – I think it's, it's the legal responsibility of s- schools to provide opportunities for students to uh, participate wow. in activities, and this includes students who are transgender. <laughs> so you don't have a problem then with boys running in the girls' track meet, swimming meets, name it. You, you're okay then with boys competing uh, with girls? Respectfully, Senator, I think I answered the question. I believe wow. schools should offer the opportunity for students to engage in extracurricular activities, even if they're transgender. I think that's their right. Should he have said, could you define for me what a boy is before yeah, having this? Because, might have been, might have been because the whole thing kept circling around. He kept going back to transgender, transgender, transgender. But they never define a boy or a girl at all. Right. And so he gave him a way to kind of loop back through that and say, hey, you know, we don't want to treat anybody unfair. We don't give everybody their civil rights. But it's like you didn't define a boy or a girl at all. Right. This is crazy. Well, part like, of- It really is crazy that we're having this conversation. And the feds are having it, and, and this high-up office right. is, is literally giving an out for men to just absolutely wallop girls in the state of Connecticut. This is abuse, yeah. And there is a simple answer to this, and that is that if you're transgender, you compete in the, in, in the races of, and with the sports of your biological birth, right. you know, 
So, so you're not denying transgender exactly. from participating. No. You're just saying you can't participate against girls. Right. The, the irony of all chromosome sports. <laughs> the irony of all this, of course, is that the Title IX protections, whether we whether it was a good idea to do, do them or not. Additional, initially, we're there to protect women's sports. That's right. right. <laughs> to, to say that women That's can right. compete in a way so that they, they don't, they're not forced to either try to get into the boys' sports or c- compete against them. Well, and part of what it included was if you're going to have X amount, X amount of men's sports on your university campus, right. you need to have X amount of women's sports right. on university campus. They were campus. trying to create this equality. Yeah. And again, a kind of parity. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm, I, I think that we set ourselves up for problems when you have the government regulating all of that to begin with. Yeah. That's right. Sure. That's but, right. But now they're just completely allowing that to destroy the very thing it was created to do. I mean, that, Ron Paul should be horse laughing that guy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, that should be his response. I mean, he's kind of almost taking him too seriously. Yeah. Well, no. but, but you can see he's horrified. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is sure. absolutely sure. horrified. Absolutely. Yep. And he's refusing to use the language of yeah. the yeah. boys, yeah. girls. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that 100%. And, and yeah. that's, that's a really that's good, good thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was so clear. Yeah. It was clear. So it, clear. It, yeah. Boys clear. and girls. It's clear to get your kids out of government schools. That's the first clearest thing. Absolutely. You know. Go to that Oklahoma right. classical school. When we come back, I want to talk to uh, Dr. George Grant about his show that's going to be on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network and many more things. We'll come up with a list. Yeah. Next. He don't even know. There's, there's nothing to talk about. Nothing, nothing to talk about. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need. My wife uh, was spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago, and so I had, I had a checklist with about 39 names on it and 39 checks came in some of the cards some of the things people had to say it was amazing to watch Oklahoma Muskogee <laughs> rub it oh, I'm in I'm sorry I'm sorry Did I say rub something? it in Man. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. With us in the studio, in the house, Dr. George Grant. He's back. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, oh, my pleasure. Have you been in the studio before? I have. Yes, okay, I all have. right. I, I knew, oh, I knew yeah, a couple of times. Okay. Was that in the piano shop or was that in this one? It was in this it was one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was just, well, I can't I, believe I, you guys I, forgot that. I, I mean, I'm, I didn't forget, Dr. Grant. I, I, thank you. Doc. Yeah, you sit next to the man. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Dr. Grant is the pastor of Parish Presbyterian Church. Uh, down in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Um, let's see what else it says here. <laughs> director of the Kings. I'm not even going to pretend I'm making. Uh, director at Kings Meadow Study Center. You don't know these things. Chancellor. You're chancellor, aren't you? Oh. No. Uh, Franklin Classical School. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, founder of both Franklin Classical School, New College Franklin, coordinator of the Chalmers Fund. Yes. That's all accurate so far. He's the author of dozens of books in the yeah. areas of history, biography, politics, literature, including one on the ACLU. Yes. Uh, which you just were telling us about in the break. What's it called? Trial and Error. And that's where you could find out a little bit more about jury nullification? Jury nullification. So if, if you're interested yeah. in learning more about that, he mentioned that in the first segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out Trial and Error. He's also the author of this book, In the Shadow of Plenty, Biblical Principles for Caring uh, for the Poor. Uh, you have pioneered efforts to establish classical Christian schools around the world, actually including in Iraq. Iraq. Kurdistan. In, Indonesia. Yeah, you Kurdistan. Know, yeah. Something else I just heard is that uh, he actually has world records for swimming or something like no, that? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, in, not, in women's sports? No, I, I was... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you just did that. Wow. Really? <laughs> you know, he's from Texas. Yes, I yes. know that. Yes. That's, why, that's why we can joke. When I was in Texas, I did, I did swim collegiately. Okay. Uh, but in high school, uh, I was involved in a, a series of trials uh, to to pick the Olympic team. Okay. Uh, it wasn't the Olympic trials, but it was the pre-trials. Oh, nice. okay. You were involved in those. I was involved in those. So you went to the Olympics. And, <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. All, right. All right, cool. And, and there were several world records that were broken in my event, wow. heat after heat after wow. heat. So the, I, I, I actually went under the world record, but... Uh, oh. I was also beaten, but you weren't. So, you weren't so a I new never, record holder. No, I got you. Never. Okay. You do know you can identify as a record holder. <laughs> Self-identify. Self-identify. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps yeah. most importantly, uh, you uh, have a wife named Karen. I do, and three children. Three children. And how many grandkids now? We have six. Okay. All boys. Oh, wow. All boys. Wow. wow. Very, okay. very okay. good. And yeah. uh, do you have what a, are the qu- odds? questions for him? Well, I already know they're baptized. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just making sure. I already okay. know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and even... And I baptized every one you of did them. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Which and then true. right below that, the next most important thing that you need to know about Dr. Grant yeah, is that baby. he's got a new show, a new podcast coming on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. So excited you. about this. And, and it's called... Resistance and Reformation. Whoa, whoa, wait. We ask you. I'm excited. I got it, George. I got it. You can't hardly remember anything, but you remember that. Don't worry, Gabe's not going to be on it. (laughs) We don't know yet. (laughs) The resistance and reformation. Reformation. Okay. What's the plan? Well, it's rooted in the idea of Romans chapter twelve, verse two. Yeah. Uh, which simply says, do not be conformed to this world. Uh Right. Resistance. Right. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove or yep. make manifest right. what the will of God is, that mm. which is good and acceptable yeah. and perfect. How to mm. be obedient to God. Right. Yeah. So Amen. the plan really was, it's Knox's idea, yeah. which is that uh, <laughs> we're just going to take times in history where we have these extraordinary lessons right. that are directly applicable to the present mm. day circumstances wow. that we live in. Wow. You know, you hear all the time that we live in unprecedented times. Yeah. Well, that's nonsense. If you know history, yeah. these are not <laughs> no, unprecedented right. times. You're right. And yeah. so what we've got to do is we've got to remember all of these lessons. Right. You know, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we, we are told right. that all of these things have happened as examples for us. Right. So that we will not stumble and fall in the same way that they did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And immediately following that is what I call a plaque verse. Uh, mm-hmm. The verse that you find on plaques in Christian bookshops, mm-hmm. uh, which says, no temptation is overtaking you, but such as is common to man. Right. That, that's not simply saying that God is going to give you a fire pole escape from any temptation. It's right. saying, know your history. Mm. Know yeah. what paths right. have been taken right. by others before so that you don't stumble and fall. So mm. the way- There's a great Pato communion text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 also. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But, but the first, yeah. the first uh, so when he, he says, with the temptation, there will always be a way of escape. Right. It's in the context in of the know context. your history. That's exactly Get right. Get out of here. So, so the way of escape- That's so good. The way of escape, I mean, so often you read that verse, you see the plaque, it's on the Christian calendar, there's a sunset, there's little puppy dogs playing in the grass. But that it doesn't we, we think it means like God is gonna randomly just sort of randomly give you away like all of a sudden you're yeah, like yeah. Bleep, 
and, and you don't want to sin anymore. Yeah, the, the whole temptation. context from verse 1 but, all the way yeah. up to well, verse 12 well, is right. beware history. lest you stumble and fall like they did. And no, uh-huh. there's a cloud your, of witnesses there. Know your I've history. I've given you right. all of this. Right. Right. As your example. That's the way out. So, Dr. Gray, wow. can you, can you take good. and kind of give us a little bit of history and bring us into the modern times so kind of we know how to combat some of the things we're doing? Like, just a little, little sample of the show. Just a little sample. Well, f- for instance, the 14th century was the time of the bubonic plague. It was the time of the Hundred Years' mm-hmm. War. It was the time mm-hmm. of the Hanseatic League, uh, a monopolizing of commercial activities all mm-hmm. across northern Europe. Like was, Google. Exactly. <laughs> like That's big real. tech. Yeah. It was it was the time of the Babylonian captivity of the church uh, mm. where serious Christians gave up on the possibility of integrity in the institutional church. Wow. Wow. So it's yeah. 14th century. So it's a terrible, terrible time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, God raises up people like Wycliffe and Tendale. Huss. Tyndall, well, Tyndall comes a little bit later. A little, little later. Let him finish games. He's right there on the edge, though. <laughs> he's on the edge. Don't worry. He, 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 he was born. He's born he's late. 16th century. Was he? 16th century. Who am I so, thinking of? Wycliffe? Wycliffe, Huss, okay. uh, Gerhard of Grota. Wycliffe. Yeah. And these guys lay the foundations 150 years before Luther and Calvin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lay the foundations for what they will do. Right. It's a reminder that. We have a multi-generational task before us Mm. that we need to do good work in Mm. difficult times and that God will honor that and Mm. bring flourishing and flowering in the days to come. We need to know that stuff. That's good. That's really good. Wasn't Wycliffe um, particularly, he capitalized on a lot of the um, innovation that was happening at the time, right? He kind of used Google. Yeah, and, and... you know, that's one of the, the secrets of the Reformation. Martin Luther used the invention of the movable type uh, printing press right. to great effect right. uh, to immediately have translations of right. tracts, pamphlets everywhere. pamphlets everywhere. Right. So, you know, the use of new innovations, mm-hmm. tools uh, to spread the gospel is a natural part of the call to bring the message to the uttermost parts of the earth. So did they require masking back in the 14th century? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Quarantine okay. was for sick people. <laughs> Imagine that. Wait, 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 wait. If someone was asymptomatic, if someone was asymptomatic, back in those days, it meant that they were well. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That they were healthy. You need to go talk to the CDC. That's what I think. Maybe we can have him for our realities are. For for just a little while. Just for a little while. Um, He's too real. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, uh, Dr. Grant, was um, I've I've been – it was actually – there was a New York Times opinion piece that got me thinking on this a a few days ago. I mentioned it on uh, one of our daily news briefs, and I shared it on Deft Wire. Um, But it was, uh, police should stop lying to suspects. It was the title of the opinion piece. Uh, police should stop lying to suspects. And it, and it chronicles, <laughs> which, by the way, is perfectly legal, apparently, for police officers. They the can lie. lie to suspects. Yeah. There's a Supreme Court case that, uh, that sided with the police back in the 1930s, probably yeah. with uh, liquor and, the, 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 yeah. the mob and so on. But yeah. nevertheless, it's still on the books, and so it's perfectly legal for police officers to lie to suspects. And then this opinion piece sort of chronicles a number of horror stories where um, – pummeling suspects with lies over time, um, they break. And there's a percentage, it's not a gigantic percentage, but it's, you know, I think 10 to 20% 
people tend to break and confess to crimes they never committed. Never committed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and there's um, the, the Innocence Project is one that is kind of going through a lot of different. They've uncovered a lot uh, 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 of False this. convictions. But one of the area of their false convictions has to do with people who were lied to by, by police. And it's a fascinating thing. And I, I think it's one of those places where probably Christians could team up with liberals <laughs> who, hmm. you know, and say, hey, how about police not lie to suspects anymore? Yep. Um, you know, to get false convictions, that's, that's evil. That's unjust. Um, but the thing that got me thinking was there was a couple of psychological studies in the, in the story where they were citing how people are, can be programmed, um, how pressure works on people. And, yeah. and, and this, you know, they, you've seen studies about this perhaps also with, you know, in abusive relationships and this sure. kind of thing where, where, you know, what we call gaslighting. Uh, where, you know, the, where lies are just perpetrated under pressure over and over again, and people come to really question what they believe. Right. Um, and, um, and, and so... I'm but gonna, that's the insidious thing about a lie. Exactly. You know, and the father of lies, right. it is the means by which the world is corrupted. Right. Mm. And, and, and so I'm thinking of, like, cancel culture. I'm thinking of big media, big tech. I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, if you say certain things on Facebook, you get put yeah. in Facebook jail like I was last week. Are you still in Facebook for three jail? Days, I got out. Okay. Uh, it, was, yeah. it, was, Welcome it, was, back. it was three days timeout. Okay. Yeah. Days. Uh, I, I thought about it for a while. Death and the resurrection. Yeah. Death and resurrection. But three I days. did not learn my lesson for You'll the be record. Back. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they're doing all this censoring. That's why Gab is blowing up right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, but, Get on Gab. But one of the things that's what's happening, people really are being programmed. I mean, we, we had a guy on the. We, we showed a clip last week of the guy um, who's trying. It was the uh, my pillow guy, Mike yeah, Lindell, yeah, yeah, Mike Lindell. Uh, um, and he's trying to you know say something about Dominion voting machines, and the and guy just Newsmax. shouts him down, yeah. shouts him down, and then it's it's gone. His you new know, video is up, by the way. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I heard. I heard. Yeah. But you know, there's no voter fraud, no evidence of voter. I and mean, they just keep repeating this over and over again. There's no voter fraud, and then there's these penalties. There's always voter that's, fraud. That's the always. thing. That's the thing. <laughs> always. And 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 so, ever heard of Mayor Daly? Yeah. No. The, the, the yes, thing, the, thing Bars. I, the thing that I wanted to ask you about, and we'll have to jump into the next segment to finish this. But but the the great um, the great author Neil Postman wrote this book, um, "Amusing Ourselves to Death" um, in 1985. I, yes, and and he points out that maybe we've we've dodged the um, the 1984 bullet. So George Orwell wrote the famous book 1984. We got this picture of sort of these. A massive um, police state right. where everybody's sort of locked down, concentration camp style. Everything is you know surveillanced by the government. Nineteen thirties, Big Brother yeah. runs everything, or World War One under Woodrow Wilson yeah. in the yeah. United States. And there's these, and, and you're constantly being programmed what to think. You know, people are right. you know saying you know there's the, the the right answers are just being programmed into you. That's one vision of how things can, you know, it's one dystopic vision where things right. can go horribly wrong. But but uh, but Postman points out that we've forgotten about this other fellow named Aldous Huxley, who doesn't get nearly as much airtime, who wrote a book called Brave, Brave New, New World. Brave New World, where he posited a different kind of dystopia where people would basically be enchained, enslaved, uh, imprisoned, but they would do so with pleasure rather than pain. Centrifugal bumble puppies. <laughs> He had like several words, like feelies and the orgy porgy. The orgy porgy. What do you think about that? I don't want to say what I think about that, actually. Is that what I think it is? But the idea is that you suppress a people by smothering them with trivial entertainment. Right, right. You said Netflix? You nullify the process of thought. Right. By overwhelming them with bread and circuses. Yeah. 
And, and he and and so Neil Postman in in, in uh, amusing ourselves to death, he he argues that he thinks we're we're veering into a Huxleyan dystopia with modern media, mass media, and, and he's writing even before Twitter and Facebook. Right. Right. It was nineteen eighty five. Yeah, and so you know this you know that, but he's seeing it in mass media even there on the news where you just have these random story clips. You know, guy gets murdered. Hey, a puppy was born. A politician got uh, elected. Um, you know, abortion protest, and it's just sort of like you know this random clips where people don't actually think deeply about anything right and it's just it's clickbait it's, it's clickbait it's just quick stimulation before there was click yeah, right, of, right. of emotional clickbait. sort of um yeah. uh stimulus right but it's it's killing people's ability to think and 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 i think there's a huge thing that we need to think about there um but it seems to me that in some ways Maybe while that's all been going on, an Orwellian piece has also been sort of developing behind the scenes, again, with cancel culture, people actually losing their livelihoods, getting fired. Um, you know, maybe they're not yet in concentration camps, but, you know, there's, you know, there's people in Canada right now being held against their will because, you know, they, they traveled. They traveled. Yeah. Um, do you see, are we heading into a more Huxleyan dystopia, Orwellian dystopia, or both? I think both. I think they're two sides of the same coin. I think Orwell and Huxley were describing exactly the same phenomenon looked at from two different perspectives. Okay. Uh, and oh. that's where we are. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all, y'all just, y'all don't go nowhere. Okay. Hold on that. one second. I want to know the finish. answer to this question. More cross politic <laughs> coming up in just a second. Hold on to that, Doc. Woo! Get your pen and paper ready. Yeah, right. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. So excited over you here. You want to start the show? Or you want to... Uh, Three, two, <laughs> stop counting. Just, just <laughs> Welcome back. He's so good at it. To cross politics. Like, let's do it again. It's like my favorite part of the show is when I get to count off. <laughs> hey, I want to let you know about the Psalm 124 Project. If you go to Psalm124project.com, okay. you can learn about this cool scene with Pastor Dury. In Scotland, what? He, he gets let out of prison sometime. I don't know when was it, eighteen something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh and yeah, he's coming back into town. Pastor Doug Wilson told us about us in a recent sermon. Yeah, he's preaching on Psalm one twenty four and the, sixteen uh, something. Oh, okay, so during the Reformation, yeah, yeah. He, it's um, and somebody starts singing Psalm one twenty four, which is about um God's people being set free from a trap, uh, yeah. like a bird right. getting set free from a fowler's net, and um and they start singing Psalm one twenty four, and it and there's like. Thousands of people start singing in, in four-part harmony. And lining up harmony, on the street with them. And lining up on the street. Yeah. And the enemies of, one of the enemies, chief enemies in, in the Just city. terrified. Is terrified. He said it was, it was more terrifying than anything that the reformers had ever done was the sound of those Scottish Protestants belting out Psalm 124. In four-part at, harmony. At the top of their lungs. And so Pastor Doug had this idea, Psalm124project.com. And he said, let's do this um, electronically. Let's, let's do a cyber version of that. All of God's people learning Psalm 124, mm. singing it at the top of their lungs. Mm. Um, there's a version there that we sang a few weeks ago and recorded oh, wow. for you. as a, In two different places. Yeah. In the yeah. field house and yeah. at, at Trinity. And, yeah. uh, so if you want to be part of the resistance, uh, sing Psalms, period. But if you want to be 
on board right now, in particular, links, learn Psalm 124 and upload a, a version of you singing it or singing it with your I small group or your church or your friends. Mm, We'd that. love to hear you. Let's listen to one another and encourage one another. We could go to war. We could go to I'm war. I'm for real. Okay. I'm for real. He's very for real. <laughs> Dr. Grant, just before the break, um, he, he said, you think we're heading into an Orwellian and Huxleyan dystopia. So, again, explain how that's the same, the two sides of the same coin. And then, and then the follow-up, of course, is, so now what? What do we do? Yeah, so Orwell was afraid of totalitarianism. Right. Huxley was afraid of trivialization. But the truth is, is that always tyrants use the trivialization mm-hmm. of culture That's right. to beat the people. To be totalitarian. Into, to, yes, and to beat them into submission, right. to flatten culture, mm. uh, to erase Thought, yeah. mm. analysis, and r- real resistance, and this is classic abusive behavior. I mean, it, what, it what, what moderns would you know passive aggressive abusive behavior is your your abuser trivializes everything and then is coercing you and manipulating you. Give an example of that. Uh, well, it's I mean I think it's, you, it's psychological warfare. You yeah. think okay. about uh, playing you know acid rock outside of Manuel Noriega's palace in uh, Panama. To, uh, mm. to, to beat him into submission. Mm. And then, after you've taken him to jail in Miami, continuing to use acid rock played at blaring levels, it just beats him down. So, and and it's, frequently, it's frequently that. Then with randomly, like maybe giving them something to drink or something to eat or something they right. want. Does this, it's like, you know, I mean, think about this you know, practically. You've got Biden you know, saying, I just want unity, I just want unity, and then saying, and you have to let transgenders in your bathrooms. So the, you're going to murder the babies, and here's your stimulus check. Here's your stimulus here's check. Here's your stimulus check. Now shut up. So does it kind of have that same process of desensitizing, jamming, converting? The oh, whole, yeah, that, that Bacham likes f- to talk about. Yeah. It's yeah. overwhelming with so much information that you can't process the okay. information. Okay. Right. Uh, it is, and then coercion and, at the same time. And, if you know, there, there are blasphemy laws right. uh, mm-hmm. that say you can't say these things. Right. right. There are certain things. I mean, you can always tell what the God of a society is by what you're not allowed to right. say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Blasphemy right. laws. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a racist, you're a patriarchalist, you're a white supremacist, whatever. And here's your stimulus check. Here's some more free porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you, you know, internet access so that you can right. watch, you can binge watch The Bachelor if you want. Right. Cuomo's uh, working on that. That was going to be the same York. thing. Yeah. Right. That's right. What's the Bachelor? <laughs> you don't want to know. I'm so show. glad my pastor said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Too. Yeah. So, um, so you think you? So that is happening. And, I mean, that, that's that is happening. There's the pressure from one side and yeah. pressure from the other, and they they're coordinated. They work together. You see it in big tech. You see it mm. in the in Hollywood. You you see it across the whole of the culture. Right. And and it becomes you know what Antonio Gramsci imagined, uh, which was. A, a saturation of culture to achieve ideological ends. Now, now, do you think this is like intentional? They're they're masterminding and crafting this intentionally, or are our leaders happen? are n- just not that not that smart? But they know how to use certain plays of the devil to kind of 
get well, their results, their it, desired results. It, it's both. Uh, I, okay. I promise you, Biden. That's deep does, state. Biden doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's. <laughs> he, he, he probably doesn't know he's the president. <laughs> he's out of the basement. He knows that. But other than that, I don't think but, he knows much. But no, seriously, most yeah. of our frontline leaders, the, the the people with great hair and teeth, they don't know these things. But okay. But the people that are. You know, drafting the legislation, the thousands of pages mm. of, of legislation, right. you know, the congressional aides, the real ideologues. The right. bureaucrats. They know what's going on. Okay. Right. You know, somebody like Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. Yeah. His father, Joseph Buttigieg, was the translator of the prison diaries of Antonio Gramsci, the inventor of cultural Marxism. Right. Right, and, and if you remember, Whoa, I remember I know that. reading a, a professor at uh, Notre Dame University, translator of the Prison Diaries. Yeah, the, you know this is this is the you know the the blueprint for right. things like um, you know uh, Reveille for revolutionaries wow. and all of yeah. that stuff. I mean, you have people back in the in the late sixties in, in the sixties saying basically we're going to take down the patriarchy. This, right. this, this Christianity that runs this, this country and, and the West is run by Christians, and Christian men in particular. And so we have this strategy of the robes. Exactly. Capture the robes, the robes of the judiciary, the robes of academia, the robes of the clergy. If we mm. can capture the robes. Then we'll capture the culture. We've got the culture. So here we are, and I think you hinted at this earlier when you gave the example of the 14th century. Here we are in somewhat unprecedented times, but at the same time, not unprecedented at all. Right. This, these are tendencies, uh, you know, people have used manipulation for centuries, right. millennia. Uh, the devil has used it. Think of the Borgias, think of the Medicis, yeah. you know. That right. I, I, the, uh, yeah, I was right on top of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the, but the totalitarian... Man- Do you know Luther named his dogs? Borgia and Medici. That's awesome. Is that how you remember that? <laughs> no, no. no, that's in my children's book. Believe that's me. really good. You should get that. Guy. I know. I totally. Book. I totally. So I won't be so dumb. But but so people have used this for for millennia. The devil has used this for millennia. Both right. the coercion, the violence, mm. the threat of pain and loss, and, and the bread and circus. And the bread and circus. I mean, it's Nero's it, strategy. Money, really? food, porn. Entertainment trivialization—it's—it's it's happened Stimulus again and again. It's centrifugal bumble puppies. Exactly. <laughs> so, what do Christians do in that storm? Get married, have babies, baptize them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, preacher. Train them. Hey, yeah. Work hard Come at on. your calling. Yeah. Build Woo. for the future. Lay foundations for buildings that you will never see completed. Oh, that's great rhythm too. Oh, yeah, he did that. That was that, really good. That that is lay foundations for things you will never see completed. That almost, I just you know, it's hard that's to really it's hard to swallow that. Yeah, I, it's hard to swallow that because the because of the saturation of the things that the culture that's on us right now, right. you don't. They never are discipling you to lay a foundation for the things that you will never see built. Right. They it, want you to embrace all of it and love it now, and it's all for you right now. Everything you do is for you. Live a complete life. And here so on Earth. the Christian mind that hears this, they're they're Christians, but they're saturated and discipled by the world in this. Yeah. Yeah. And so th- to get them to shake that off and to embrace what you just said, I don't. That's that's a hard. Yeah. That's a hard sell. One of my favorite cathedrals in the world is the Stephansdom uh, in Vienna. It's right okay. in the heart of Vienna. Okay. It took four hundred years to build. 
beautiful. Mm. It took 400 years to build because it was completely built by the townspeople. Wow. They would go to work in the morning, they would do their job, and then at night they would come. <clears throat> they'd meet their uh, wives and children there. Uh, supper was brought, and they would work. Mm-hmm. Generation after generation after generation, knowing that they would never see it completed. Mm. It's part of the reason why it's... For it's, generations. It's, it's, it's wow. kind of a hodgepodge architecturally. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's not... 400 years. Yeah, 400 years. They changed their minds. The towers don't match. You know, there's all... It's <laughs> magnificent because uh-huh. it wasn't built by professionals. It was built by the town. Wow. Wow. Over, over many generations. Right. It's extraordinary. That's what we're called to. And how do, we get, how do we get our minds to make that jump, to start thinking like that? We teach the Bible, Yeah. number one. Uh, number two, we start practicing it by starting things that we know that we can never completely finish, that only our children or our grandchildren can mm. finish. Yeah. Uh, we're, when we do classical Christian education, we're not assuming that uh, when a child gets their diploma that it's done. Mm. <laughs> right. That's good. Right. It's a lifelong process, and then it's a generations-long process. Mm. Uh, we're going to start seeing the real fruit of classical Christian education in, in 50 years. Yeah. In, in some sense, it seems like we've kind of cheapened the idea of sanctification and all this and applied oh. it to me personally, you know? Right. right. And that's exactly of right, Gabe. Thinking of sanctification, not just about me mm. and my walk with the Lord, but generations of what it looks like in my We're family. We're supposed to disciple the nations. Right, right. That meaning that it's not just individual. It's not just families. Right. And we're, we're called to this grander vision. Yeah. It's, a, it's a losing battle, as Chesterton says, a losing battle that God has called us to win. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It seems like frequently the, the Orwellian vision scares Christians. Right. And then the Huxleyan uh, vision is one where Christians sort of know it's like, you know, they know the porn is bad. It's ucky. Yep. Yep. And, and, yeah. and yep. they know that certain parts of it are bad. But they also, you know, it's sort of like, but it's kind of fun. And but my binge watching of Lost, well, I'm not kind so of much. interested. Yeah, in but, it a yeah but there are some I'm good curious. shows on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. can I watch some of those? How shows? How many Christians love Game of Thrones? Well, for instance, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, probably the number one viewer. We've, we've, we've had tangles. They, we've had tangles with Christians. They on better that. stop yeah. that. Yeah. But, but there's, you know, but you have this. I think, you know, again, fear, and then you don't want to be constantly in a in a in a place of fear and terror, and so you do want to sit down on a Friday night and hang out with your kids and watch something. And, but they know some of it's bad and so on. But, you know, it seems like you've, you've got those two fronts yeah, where, where you have it, to resist the fear. Right. You have to say, no, God is in control. God is sovereign. Not Big Brother. Not Biden. Not Kamala Harris. Not the Democrats. Not the leftists. Not the Gramscians. None of them are in charge. Jesus is Lord. And, and he watches over his people. And then you've got to push back against the trivialization, though. And you've got to read a book. Right. That's right. You, you've got to read it to your family. Study the Bible. That's right. And recognize, I mean, even just the patience it takes to study something deeply. You're talking about yeah, classical Christian right. education. You know, you read books like you know Homer's Odyssey or Dante or you know you know Paradise Lost or something like this, and you know people spend their entire lives reading the Bible and studying it. Their entire lives studying these pieces of of literature and poetry, and a lot of Christians don't have time for that. Right. right. They, they want something that's going to happen now. 
I want to want to put. Is there an app for that? Is there an app for that? There There is. is. (laughs) (laughs) They they want to know it now. They want the answers now. And and the thing that this goes back to the discipleship and sanctification thing is it's pleased God. I mean, Jesus rose from the dead two thousand years ago, and God could have said, "Ta-da! It's all over. New heavens and new earth." But he didn't do that. He said, "Now." Jesus is going to go to the right hand of the Father and rule and reign until all of the enemies of God have been put beneath his feet, yep. and I'm going to send the Spirit. Yep. That's right. And now I'm going to work it out. We're going to build yeah, like with, you've all, got with a all, job all you pathetic to do. people. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, going to, we're going to build a cathedral <laughs> that's right. over the next millennia yeah. uh, that's going to be a hodgepodge millennia with towers sticking out everywhere, but it's going to be glorious and beautiful because my people will have built it. Amen. And they would have built it by spending their lives for things they never saw the full fruit of because that's what faith does. Right. Right. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed right. by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to prove right. mm-hmm. what the will of God is. So I think one of the takeaway things that I want to encourage people to do here is, is have at least one or two things you do in your life where you know that you are not seeing, you're not going to see the end of it. it. But you know it's worth it. That's yeah. right. You know, you know it's something good for your kids, for your grandkids. I mean, you should have more than one or two. Right. But at least have one or two. Yeah. And that's what discipleship is. Yeah. When you're pouring into a young man or a young woman, yeah. you know that you're not going to see the end result of right. it, but you invest and you pour in. Right. Uh, that's what starting a school is. That's what planting a church that's is. That's right. right. That's what baptizing a baby is. Come on right. now. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the topic of your your podcast, Resistance and Reformation, Resistance kind of works at, at several levels. For one, you know, resistance in trying to build the long haul. There's a resistant factor there where yeah. you're building things that you aren't going to see. Yeah, resistance but, and reformation are actually two sides of the same coin. It's yeah, not right, two yeah. separate things. Right. It's right. one thing. And it seems like the mu- the resistant muscle, the Christians have not um, built up very well. Whether That's because we're so prosperous or, and comfortable and it's been easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So praise God for this moment. I mean, Absolutely. praise God that so many Christians have gotten rattled. Pra- yeah. Praise God. There was so much of the old normal that needed to end. It did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's so true. Right. Um, yeah. when, when we go, when God takes us through deaths and resurrections, there are things that need to die. Yeah. There are things that need to die. And we need to be seeing those things that, you know, your apathy, your, the, the, the tendency to just scroll through Twitter or Facebook or whatever to be easily entertained. Um, those, some of those things need to die. Yeah. Absolutely. They need to die. And we need to be giving ourselves to things that are more permanent. Things that are going to last. Could you give an ex- give some books, maybe something that people people can read right now that would help them kind of get over this hump? Because I think that there's a lot of people out there that are like, yes, I need to do something. Where do I read? What do I jump on? Do you? Yeah, have- I mean, there's so much good stuff. I, you know, I, I I did not much like the Benedict Option, but Live Not by Lies, yeah, uh, is is a really really helpful uh, look at the current circumstances. Roger, yep. yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's a good place. Uh, I would say you know the the uh, the Christian Almanac, which goes through all of uh, the the calendar, right, three hundred sixty five days of the year, telling stories of what God has done in history yeah. on those particular days. I'm reading that with my kids right now. Every every Christian night dinner, Almanac? you can just yeah. there's oh, just really? one page. Yeah, every night. It's, it's, that's your it's, book, right? It's January, it's, yeah. you know, has a date on it, and you just read one two pages really. Yeah, and and then you're that, done. It's, 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 it's fantastic it's great stuff. Yeah. I would also mention amusing our ourselves to death. I mentioned that earlier. Ourselves to death. It's, it's, again, aiming particularly maybe at a, a part of the threat that you didn't think about. You know, a right. lot of us are thinking more Orwellian in some ways, but recognize that, you know, sort of the Orwellian tyrants in our day, they're using Huxleyan 
um, tropes. They're using yeah. Huxleyan moves to try to lure you yeah. into a sleep. And a bunch of people are waking up and saying, wait, wait, how did I get here? How did I get this far down the road? And, and uh, Neil Postman's Amusing Ourselves to Death is a really helpful place. And to- he was not a believer. Yeah. He was a, a, a kind of a Jeffersonian Enlightenment kind of thinker, yeah. <laughs> but incredibly incisive. Right. Yeah. Don't you have a history series, too, that you've done? I do. I do. It's available on my website, georgegrant.net, and uh, go through I think that is literally huge. from Genesis one one all the way up That's to huge. the is present. Is that a video series or a uh, audio? There, there's some video and and all of it's in audio. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, I think I, yeah. I think two two of the segments, four segments. It goes uh, antiquity, uh, modernity, uh, the Christendom, and American. And I think two are video and and uh, all four are audio. Go get them. Wow. Go get them. Christian history wow. as you GeorgeGrant.net. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Thank you so much for being with oh, us, Dr. Grant. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Twenty twenty, God exposed America with a bunch of viral particles, a plague. God flicked and we buckled. Our political leaders shut down their states in fear. Our pastors abdicated the church as non-essential, and we have been scattered by petty, tyrannical resolutions and edicts into our homes or hiding our shame with masks. Businesses have been shut down by arbitrary non-essential labels. Strip clubs, pot shops, and abortion facilities remained open, while churches were threatened, regulated, and fined. First Amendment rights were trampled on as we Christians were arrested by despotic, unprincipled local governments. Citizens were harassed by unelected health districts, and communities were threatened in their houses by cops. This sounds like a third world country, a bad dream, but it is not. It is the new America. This America is ruled by fear. This America is ruled by opportunistic politicians who don't give a damn about you. This America breeds a compliant citizenry that cares more about their strip clubs and DoorDash deliveries that cares more about their safety and their comforts than the truth that Jesus is King of Kings and that our freedoms are protected by the Constitution. This America is worse than King George III's America. It's time to take a stand, but to stand requires courage and courage requires repentance. What we need is reformation and revival in our churches, in our families, in our communities, in our businesses, and in our government. Every square inch needs the blood of Jesus. We need to cease this moment where all our sins, fears, and failures have been exposed by God through this plague and gather to sing psalms, to feast, and to get strengthened, to be encouraged, and equipped to lead America back to Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Governor after governor instituted some sort of shutdown, ignoring your constitutional rights. There was one governor, one state, that did not buckle and join the crowd of governors driven by fear. Governor Christine Nome has stood strong through this pandemic. And so we are bringing our first annual Fight, Laugh, Feast rally to Rapid City, South Dakota, April 29th through May 1st. Join us in the land of the free and the home of the brave as we learn to love God, sing psalms, and defy tyrants.